back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Well, every once in a while, your paths cross with someone whose story is so compelling, so inspiring, that you have to share it. The Halsteads, whose two-year-old son, Tripp, suffered a severe head injury when a branch fell and hit him at his daycare during Hurricane Sandy, are dealing with his long recovery with grace, determination, and honesty. Tripp's mom, Stacy, shares the journey one Facebook post at a time that has grown to over 700,000 people who have become part of their family. Stacy joins us today to talk about the latest with Tripp, how her story has captivated a nation, and how her family from Georgia has become a hub of hope, goodwill, and miracles. Stacy's the mom, she's got it going on. She takes care of Trip and she is so strong. They've got so many prayers and so many people care. The journey might be long, but Trip's got the best mom. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Oh, well, we're happy you're talking with us today. And if you would just first take us back to October 29th of last year when this all happened. Um, The day that it happened, I was at work, and it was just a typical day. I dropped him off at daycare that morning, and all of a sudden I just got a call that he had gotten hurt, and they didn't tell me how serious it was. So, you know, I didn't think that much about it, getting hurt at daycare. Mm -hmm. So I get in the car and told the girls I was leaving, that I would be back in a little while. Little did I know, I still haven't returned to work. Wow. Um, and then on the drive there, they called and told me that, you know, they were taking him to the hospital. So I knew it was a little more serious, right. so I drove a little faster. Then, as I got closer, they told me that they were airlifting him to uh, Eggleston, a, a huge children's hospital in Atlanta. Which was wow. how far from where you were? Right at an hour. Okay, so did you just head on the interstate out that direction, or? No, they actually had taken him to a local hospital first. Okay. And so I drove there, and I got to see him. Sorry, it makes me cry in your mouth. Um, yes. My husband um, and my mom met me at the local hospital. So we got to see him before they airlifted him out. So that was that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Stacey, I, I don't know how you did it. I guess I was in shock. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Right. Now... The journey has been long. You've had, you know, ups and downs. So tell us, how's he doing right now? Right now, he is doing the best that he's done. Okay. Um, when we brought him home from the hospital, which was April 9th, he still had a very blank look. And so we didn't know how much would come back. And he couldn't move at all. Like, because of the brain injury, it affects his muscles. And he was extremely stiff. Like, he wouldn't move his arms or move his legs. And, like, every two hours I had an alarm set just to make sure, you know, during the night that I got up and physically moved him. So, um, and now, oh, my goodness, he is watching everything that's going on. Uh, He'll turn his head towards you, make eye contact. He's moving his hands. You know, he'll reach up and, you know, hit a toy on a mobile. And he's just, he's doing really well right now. That's amazing. And Stacey, I follow you on your Facebook page, and I just really look forward every day to seeing your updates. And you're so honest and open with everyone, and I think we all feel like we're all along for the journey. What do you think it is about you that makes you be so open? Um, I don't know. I write like I talk. 
So, like, if I'm thinking in my head, well, I write the word well. If I'm thinking so, I write the word so. So when people tell me that they read it, it's the same as having a conversation. You know, listen to me talk. So I think that's drawing me in. And I don't try to make things better than they are. Right. And I don't try to make things worse than they are. I just write what's going on in that moment. And I think people understand that I'm real. And it's exactly, you know, what's going on in my life. And they appreciate that. And I know Allie has been following you for quite some time. She has said that some of your posts, she just feels that they're just pouring out of you and you have good days and you have bad days and you share them both so honestly. And I think for people who are going through something similar, they can so identify with the emotions and feelings that come through that Facebook post. Yes, and that has helped me the most is the feedback I get from people that have been in the same situation and they let me know um, that, I'm crying, that I'm not alone. Right. That, um, what I feel is perfectly normal. And that, you know, and that makes me feel good too because, I mean, it's a roller coaster every single day and that's, that's the problem. You know, and so many things are trial and error because they don't know how much better he'll get. You know, he's not in the textbook. It's amazing he's made it this far and you know, just it helps that people have been in this situation and they keep encouraging me and, you know, giving me hope to, to keep riding and keep going. Yes, and I know that you say that in the same day you might feel fine one hour and the next hour you'll feel really low. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to hear a little bit about your thoughts about the power of prayer because one thing that really affects me when I read everyone's posts is you have so many people praying for trip. We honestly believe that's why he's getting better. Yes. Because like you said, we have over 700,000 followers, which totally amazes me. That still is overwhelming. You know, and everybody's praying so hard, and it's just, it has to be working. That's all I got to say. It just, it has to be. And I was always, you know, a spiritual person, but I've definitely prayed more in the seven months than, you know, I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and his doctors now are saying that they think he's doing really well, right, for where he's at. Oh, Yes, they are astounded because um, when we left the hospital, they honestly didn't know. I mean, we know he wasn't going to survive. That was never, ever, you know, that once we left, that was fine. But they just didn't know if he ever would come back around or if he would always be kind of a shell of the kid that he was. You know, we'd still take care of him and love him and kiss him, but he wouldn't respond as much. And now, I mean, he gets mad and he cries and he's starting to smile and... um, he knows what's going on, very much so. Now, take us so. through a typical day for you, and there's probably no two days that are typical, but <laughs> just walk us through a day. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, he gets up at 5.30 every morning, not because I want him to. He just he just does. <laughs> He's and just away. So, yes, for the last six mornings in a row, he has thrown up horribly. So that's a big old mess. You know, you have to change everything out. And then I just... We give him his medicines, and that usually takes 30 minutes to an hour because I try to space him out. So that way, you know, the medicines doesn't make him sick. So then that leads us to about 6.30. Um, and then our nurse arrives at 8. So I usually just hang out. I put him in my bed with me and my husband, you know, from about 6.30 to 8, mm-hmm. just to, you know, cuddle with him and Snuggle, talk to him. Snuggle, sure, yeah. Yes, he usually does not go back to sleep, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And then... Nurse gets here at 8, she'll take him, she'll go ahead and do, you know, at-home therapy with him and give him a bath while I'm getting ready to start our day. And then every day, usually five days a week, we have some kind of therapy. So then we get him all loaded in the car and um, 
you know, that's an ordeal, just with the wheelchairs and the diaper bags and the monitors and the feeding machine and medicine. So then we do therapy for a couple hours every day. Um, and just like today, um, physically in the car, we finished therapy, and we took him to a restaurant. Great. Um, and then we took him to Walmart. You know, Wonderful. and now we're on our way home to um, let him nap for a little bit. And he's not a big napper anymore. Okay. He, he'll take little cat naps, but nothing major. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, well, we've already started his medicines and his food, so we do that on the go. Then we get home and pretty much start getting the medicines together again. I do therapy with him. After the nurse leaves, we lay him in the floor and play with him and cuddle him, and then we get ready for bed. Okay. So it's a it's a full day. There's not much downtime. And you've described Trip before the accident as an on-the-go kid, and you're trying to maintain that and still take him a lot of places, which I think is great. Yes. We had a pediatrician yesterday, and she commended me over and over again that we didn't let our lives stop mm-hmm. because of this. We mm-hmm. still take him out of town. Uh, we're going to the beach this month. We you know, take him to Walmart. We, we try to maintain the normalcy that we had before because we think that'll help his memory and help his brain. Stacy, you're not working anymore. You're full-time with Trip, right? Yes, full-time at home. That's a change. I've worked full-time five to six days a week my whole life, so it's a little different. Am I right in that it's been through donations and people helping out that has enabled you to stay home? Yes, ma'am. Very, very much so. Yes, so we've had lots of fundraisers, lots of people donating so that I can stay by his side. My husband, unfortunately, did have to go back to work early, you know, just about two months after the accident happened. And he's been working uh, more than full-time, you know, mm-hmm. since January, you know, to make up for my salary. But, no, the donations have kept me by his side. It's for many months to come, so that's really nice. That's great. Now, you live in yeah. Winder, Georgia. We did when the accident happened. We okay. lived in Winder, Georgia. And then recently we just purchased a house in Jefferson, which is only 20 minutes at the most away. But that's where all my family lives. Okay. So we wanted to be closer to them. A lot of miracles and things have happened around you. I know that there was somebody that raised over $100,000 for your family, and now he has pledged to do that every year forward for different families. So a lot of beautiful things have come from this. So talk a little bit about some of these things. Yeah, there's an organization called Sunshine on a Rainy Day. just started last year. And what they do is they pick a sick child and they redo a room to make it more convenient and fun and more for their therapy needs. And so they offered to do Trip's room. And the funny thing is, at first we turned them down because my husband had just redid Trip's big boy room from a crib, and, you know, we loved it. And so they kept in touch, and Bill said, well, we'll be happy to, you know, help you do other kids' rooms. And then when uh, they said, well, we'll just do a therapy room. Long story short, we ended up buying uh, one story so that Trip can get around wheelchair accessible, but it was a foreclosure, and they knew we were going to have to fix it up ourselves and try to widen the doors and wheelchair ramps, and they offered to help us. Well, Trip has become so well-known, everyone has started contributing and helping them, so they're actually redoing our whole house, and because of the publicity they have gotten, they have helped numerous children all while they're helping Trip, because so many people want to help their organization, so that, that was huge. So there's like three other children in the work besides trips, getting new rooms and therapy rooms and bathrooms and stuff like that. So that made me feel good. Yeah, that's just That way we paid it for that organization. And then, yeah, Dave and Kate, I've never done anything like this before. These are people from New York. They said trip story just touched them so much. 
And once they started helping, it made them feel so good that they decided they're going to make this an annual thing and pick a child every year to help. And that was just out of the blue. You know, they just realized they could do some good. So that was also, you know, started because of trip. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. When you look back on the journey that you've had since October, what has surprised you the most of what you've gone through personally? I guess that I'm still saying, you know, that I'm, I'm doing this because if I read about it. I don't think I could do it. But when you live in the moment, it just takes over and this is my life now. Yes. So you would say probably a lot of you being able to keep your sanity has been living from moment to moment. Yes, very much so. The, the post when I get really upset is more because I start thinking about how he was mm-hmm. or I start thinking about what our future is. Um, you know, and that is upsetting because it's, it's never going to be the same no matter how, you know, how well he gets. Just I just live with the moment and I'm just, so many parents lose children, and we didn't lose trip. It's still right here where I can hold them and kiss them and love them. And I, I just thank God every single day that he's still here. And that, that brings me back to reality. I'm like, you know, he could have been gone. So mm-hmm. I just try to live in that moment, and, you know, that, that definitely helps. Would that be the advice you would give to someone who maybe is facing a life-changing event like this? For me, I mean, every... You know, accident is totally different in people's emotions. But, yes, for me, that has helped me so much. Just, you know, just focusing on the good, that he's getting better every day. And even if he wasn't getting better every day, just the fact that he's still here. Mm-hmm. So I can tuck him in at night. I can wake up with him in the morning. Just that he's physically here with me is what keeps me sane. I've, well, I have one miscarriage, and that, at the time, was the worst thing I'd ever gone through. And so I don't understand how people make it, you know, that lose children. So that's... That's why I just keep telling myself that he's still he's still here with me. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it is I know that you post about how you love to show him that he is loved and to express that love to him. He's feeling that. Yes, I think so, too. At first, we didn't know, honestly, if he even knew who we were. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. That he just had the blank stare, and no matter how much you hugged him or kissed him, he just he never would change expression. Now... I mean, he'll get upset, and he won't calm down until I physically hold him. You know, yeah. I'm his mom. Yes. Um, and so that makes me feel good. I don't know. It seems like he's there. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, before we weren't sure about that. That's the way it was. Now, Stacey, we have a, a topic of the day on each one of our shows, and our topic today just happens to be the role that social media has played in <laughs> our life. So our question to you then is, how has social media played a role in this for you? I don't think I can ever thank Facebook enough. It has it has saved me. Just the fact that, I don't know, I can see it. I can put good things on there. I can share it with the world. And that's where our donations have come. I think it's amazing. I've printed off every single post I've ever wrote because I know years from now, Facebook will be obsolete. So I'm keeping everything. It just helps me. Like I said, I can sit anytime I want. And if I need encouragement, I write that I'm having a bad day and I have a thousand comments within three minutes telling me that everything is going to be all right. Do you think this will ever become a book? Um, me and my husband have talked about it. So I just, when I find the time, I guess right now mm-hmm. it'd be impossible. Right. But, um, but I hope maybe one day, like mm-hmm. I said, even if it's just something I put out and, you know, give it out on Facebook, right. you know, something like that, just that, you know, because I, because there's lots of things I would like to write that I don't write on Facebook about, you know, just so you can't because I'm a Southern lady. And, but we do get some crazy stuff that people write. And it's just like, really? 
Doing the book, I think it'll be more of a tell-all, that kind of thing. I can see that, yeah. You just have to think about it. You have 700,000 people basically critiquing everything you do. Yes. <laughs> It's a little stressful sometimes. But you have sure found a large group of supportive people who are praying, who are pulling for you, who are donating money. And for the listener who hasn't logged on, what's your Facebook? Trip Halstead Updates. Trip Halstead Updates. Okay. Well, Stacey, you captured my heart and you are in my prayers. I just want you to know that. Thank you. Appreciate it very, very much. And like I said, we honestly 100% believe prayers is the reason that you know, he's doing so well, and he is overcoming this. So. And I think his mom has something to do with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I try, I try really hard. Well, Stacy, you're an inspiration, and we thank you for being so honest and sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you. And you take care. Thanks. God bless. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with our coffee chat. Keep it here. The Mulberry Lane Show.